0: Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor uh, at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. I'm recording here with Janet Thomason, and we are talking just a few days before Thanksgiving. And I think this is a great time to have Janet own with us. She is the Director of National Procurement at Project Cure. We're going to go deep into what Project Cure does, what Uh, Janet does there. So first of all, Janet, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Daniel. Thrilled to be here and uh, meet another member from our MGMA family.
0: That's great. So let's just go to the first part of it. What is Project Cure for our listeners?
1: So for those of your listeners who aren't already familiar with Project Cure, Project Cure is the largest provider of donated medical equipment into low-resource countries around the world. That means we have been in 138 different countries over the course of our almost 40-year existence. Here, um, any given year, we do about 200-plus cargo containers to about 50 different countries. What we do is we collect surplus supplies from medical facilities, from physician's offices, from manufacturers. And we bring all those into seven warehouses that we have across the country. And then simultaneously, those of us who are trained to go out in country and do assessments figure out what these countries need. We go in only after invitation, and then we have serious conversations about them with what is going to strengthen their healthcare system not just to come supplying what we happen to have in the warehouse, but what's going to move the needle and enable them to provide for the healthcare needs of their community. Um, it's a tremendous undertaking, and we can only do it because we have over 30,000 volunteers who come into Project Cure every year. And uh, you and I were chatting a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. thankfully, MGMA has even been part of that volunteer army that we have. And we're very grateful to welcome people into our warehouses, which are located in Denver, in Chicago, in Phoenix, in Kansas City, Missouri, in Houston, in Philadelphia, and in Nashville.
0: Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, Janet and I were talking about this uh, right before we hit record, and I'm dating myself trying to just think of when that was. I know it was pre-pandemic. I'm guessing it was around 2019, but MGMA sent over uh, myself and about five or six other volunteers, and we spent hours just filling up boxes. I think I was on a assembly line with gauze or um, syringes, other items like that. So let's let's just backtrack then a little bit. Um, give us an idea then. Many of our listeners may already have a relationship with y'all. If they don't, how does that relationship get started? How do they like if they do have these additional supplies that they can no longer use? How do they donate those? How does that get going?
1: Absolutely. Well, we have a great network of operations directors across those seven cities and some procurement teams with them. But you can place an inquiry online. And I always say everybody seems to be able to find my phone number and my email as well online and they can reach out. Online, you'll find a, a, a PDF of all the items that we accept. But I always encourage people to extend an offer if it's not already on the list, because you never know what you might have that could be impactful. Um, so we collect as many pieces of equipment as we can. If you look at the composite of our containers, each container is about 40% equipment and biomedical items. The rest, the, front, the other 60% are consumable. Supplies. Mm-hmm. So it's particularly important to get that equipment to Project Cure so we can work it into those containers and strengthen healthcare systems. It's really hard to build healthy babies with only needles, gauze, and syringes. Mm-hmm. We need the incubators and all those kinds of things. So if you are in one of our, many, our seven markets, reach out directly to myself or to an operations director using those forms online. If you're outside our market, that doesn't preclude you from participating. Again, you would reach out to me in that case, and you can always reach me quickly at a direct email of... Procure, P R O C U R E, at projectcure.org. And I can direct you accordingly or uh, invite you to a conversation. Love to talk to our people who want to get involved with this great program.
0: That That is just amazing. And I'll, I'll tell you all uh, again, Janet and I were talking. We were going, you know, a lot of things changed with the pandemic. We were hands on at MGMA with own site. Um, volunteerism at Project Cure at other places around uh, the Denver area as well. And then, you know, you get new habits, the new <laughs> new neural pathways get wired, new rules get set up. Um, when we did have the lockdown and then at MGMA, we were away from the office for I think almost two years, we're still in a hybrid situation right now. Uh, But I was telling Janet, I want to get back in there. I want to get back to that warehouse, that distribution center and get my hands dirty, so to speak, and help y'all out any way that I can. And I'm uh, a member of the wellness committee. So we guide our volunteerism. So that's a great way. If you are in our Denver area and those other hubs as well, that's a great way for you to volunteer from that side of it. What I will do um, is put all those links that Janet's talking about in our episode show notes. so You can just directly click on it, go right there and be part of this great uh, program. So I want to just back up a little bit again, Janet. How did you get involved with Project Cure? Where did that connection take place?
1: Well, I'll start with that, but I have to address something. First of all, you're speaking to my heart about volunteers. (laughs) And we had our largest volunteer group ever this weekend. We had 250 volunteers in our Chicago location. And for those of your peeps who are supply chain related, uh, we have about a fifty thousand square foot building filled with supplies and then added two hundred and fifty passionate people. So we're really proud of our um, of our team, and we're mostly proud of all those volunteers who who came in and and supported us and did such great work this weekend. very exciting. Um, On a personal note, um, I've been with Project Cure now, I guess it's about 12 years or so. I actually started um, because I was looking for a new home for my mother's hospital bed when she passed away. And I thought that was going to be so easy because it was such a great hospital bed. And that was back in the day when you didn't get a home health bed. We had a legit ICU bed. And it was in beautiful shape because Crazy Janet even covered a vinyl mattress with a vinyl cover. No, no, no reason why I did that. But um, and I was very frustrated because I couldn't find someplace to donate. And then I found Project Cure and a volunteer came out. You know, his first response on the phone was, When can I get there? And he came right out and he picked it up um, from us and he told me all about the things we chatted about earlier, how much volunteers can do here at Project Cure. And at that point in time, I said it was probably one of the few times I've ever said no to a volunteer experience because I was overtaxed, but it didn't take long before our family got involved. Um, My son was looking for some volunteer experience and we came together to Project CURE we got involved with a program called kits for kids that I think we're going to chat about later. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that for me, it was a place for me to extend my involvement with nonprofits. I had a history of nonprofit involvement, but I was in for profit and get involved And one thing led to another. And I call this my late in life career. And it is just a blast this afternoon. I'm visiting with uh, a friend from Addis Ababa and he's a, a, just top orthopedic surgeon. And I couldn't have said that a few years ago. And to see what work people are doing and to help support them through Project Cure is a tremendous
0: honor for me. That is remarkable. And you were telling me that in an email. We wanted so, I don't want to say desperately, but we saw the timing was so good to do this over the Thanksgiving week. Uh, This will publish uh, this week. Um, And it is a time, to be thankful, to be grateful, to think about the ways you can give back. And you were telling me, I don't know if we can squeeze this interview in beforehand because you were listing all the different things. Mm -hmm. So when you're having this conversation later today, I mean, if things you can talk about, what are y'all looking at achieving in a conversation like that with this uh, doctor?
1: Well, actually, primarily what Project uh, Cure does is we send 40 foot cargo containers. We go in, we do the assessment, we figure out what aspect of the healthcare system are we going to strengthen, and we focus on that. And some of our our pillars, you might say, include um, maternal and fetal medicine. We have a lot of countries that we serve where mamas and babies are dying at unreasonable rates. I was in Uganda in In May, and most of the hospitals I were assessing were experiencing a 40% rate of preeclampsia. That's crazy. So we need to hit them up with blood pressure cuffs and items to handle premature babies, et cetera. Another area is surgical bench strength. They have the surgeons, they have the talent, but they don't have enough OR tables, et cetera, surgical supplies. The third area that's quite large is trauma. It encompasses not only day-to-day trauma, fires, you know, people are cooking with fires in a lot of their homes. The electrical grid isn't great. They have burns, all kinds of things from trauma, field accidents, and of course, unfortunately, very prime right now, war zones in both Ukraine and in the Middle East. Yes. The last area is general healthcare, the things that I'd like to say always happen to us as humans. In the case of our visitor today, um, he's uh, been supported through Project Cure's Striker Kit program before, Uh, Project Cure is honored to be a Stryker signature partner, and through that we distribute uh, distribute Stryker power equipment. And he's coming in to pick up a set because the last one he got has kind of aged out, and that's going to enable his facility, which is one of the prime orthopedic centers there in Ethiopia, to do surgery. So we're very excited for him to see the other things we can do to help strengthen his hospital, but also to be able to give that gift on behalf of Stryker. um, other things we're doing day to day right now, active, of course, the Middle East is, mm-hmm. is forefront of our mind. What are the needs there? And the needs there, as are also going on in Ukraine, are trauma supplies, uh, all things surgical, all things trauma. Uh, we want so passionately that this conflict and all conflict ends. Uh, we are a humanitarian organization. We are dealing with those victims related to the crisis Um and that's something that everyone can help with. What is sitting in someone's equipment graveyard in surplus that they're not using? I would say, how how um, uh, negative is it that we all like break something and we keep our crutches in case we break something again?
0: <laughs> right? right? Think
1: of that on the large scale, and how much how many trauma supplies are needed right now? So. That's pretty much uh, that's a very big answer to uh, uh-huh. a question, but that shows that we are helping on the large scale forty foot containers on a smaller scale with something we call cure kits, fifty pound bags of checkable luggage that people can take to replenish supplies, and then of course disaster relief as well
0: mm-hmm. That is remarkable the work y'all are doing, so I want to be very respectful of your time and just give you an opportunity for a last thought, a final thought, if there's anything, any call to action or anything else you want to share that uh, we didn't talk about already before we sign off.
1: Well, first of all, I want to thank MGMA. Uh, What a remarkable opportunity. Um, You were with us before you're close by our international headquarters Mm -hmm. there in Centennial. But when we embarked a few months ago to participate in your national conference, Mm -hmm. we had very little idea of how it would just explode into something marvelous. Um, we started out thinking we were gonna have a little table and talk to all these wonderful attendees and spread our message and get that message out to physicians' offices, et cetera. And what it turned into was a huge prominent position with all your passionate attendees. And we got to meet hundreds of your members who came through and built kits for Kids. Kits for Kids are our health and hygiene package. Uh, they packed them. They wrote messages on them. We had the support of Henry Shine and they provided products for these. We had the support of MGMA, who paid the sponsorship and helped us ensure that these get packed and shipped to where they want to go. And can you believe, Daniel, we packed 500 health and hygiene kits?
0: That's remarkable.
1: So opportunities to touch people you never know that will never thank you. Uh, but we're going to thank you on their behalf. To, we have started a relationship with MGMA that we hope continues uh, forever into the future. And um, we're looking forward to doing more and more with the organization and just sharing your passion. So we appreciate all that you do to yeah. support your membership. And it was just a tremendous honor to meet everyone and to even now we're getting calls every day. For members, hey, I met you at MGMA. Hey, I saw you at MGMA. So thank you for all of that. In terms of a call to action, all I can say is be a part. Start in a little way, start in a big way. Whether your health system has things to donate or your physician's office has a few pieces, some of the most in need items that we have are sitting in physician's offices that are being replaced. Exam tables, exam lights, ultrasounds that have gone unused because now you're sourcing out all of those things, microscopes, they're needed all over the world. You can touch the lives of so many through donations to Project Cure. It never hurts to ask whether it's consumable or whether it's equipment, let's work together and let's change some lives. We are seeing increasing numbers of disasters across the planet, whether it's climate change, whether it's civil unrest, we can change the world. And whether you're sitting and going, I really always wanted to do something and I didn't know what to do, you know what to do. Uh, let's work together, MGMA and Project Cure, and um, just see how much we can accomplish together.
0: That sounds wonderful. Okay. So, Janet, thank you for uh, squeezing us in today because I know you had so much to do and uh, just a lot of things going on there and the amazing work that y'all are doing. So, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet with you anytime, Daniel. Um Can't thank you enough for letting us get this word out. And again, uh, you're going to feature all the items, but www.projectcure.org. Reach out, guys. Um, Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and see the stories of where all these items go to.
0: That's incredible. So. As Janet said, we're going to put uh, these different links in the episode show notes. You can just click right on it. Get right in there and see where you can help. What little part or big part, as Janet was talking about, that you can help support this uh, program. So that is going to do it for this episode of M- MGMA Insights Podcast. Thanks again to Janet Thomason from Project Cure. And thanks to y'all for being listeners of the MGMA Podcast. Have a great holiday week and Thanksgiving, and we'll talk again soon. Bye guys. Most physicians don't have the opportunity to learn the business of medicine. What docs don't get taught, physician business training is a course developed by MGMA and administrators from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. This interactive course provides in-depth physician business training that can drive personal and organizational success. Purchase now for yourself or your organization at physicianbusinesstraining.com and earn eight hours of CME credit. Again, go to physicianbusinesstraining.com to purchase and to learn more.